0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia This is The Bright Side With Technicia A daily broadcast
2: on real life issues That will keep you motivated
1: And now, here's your host Technicia
0: Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Bright Side with Technisha, and today is November the 8th, 2014. Now, this is a topic that we have been discussing so much about transgender and, and cisgender in the community, and it affects a lot of people, but more people are becoming acquainted with it and accepting it more now. But I'm here with Bobby Thompson, cisgender spouse of a trans woman. And do call in at 347-426-3751. And when you do call in, please call in with an intelligent question. The chat box will be open up just for you.
2: Hi, how are you doing today, Bobby? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. How about you?
0: I'm doing wonderful. It's great to have you guys on the show today. Thank you for accepting this invitation.
2: Thank you for the opportunity, and yes, Alana is here with me today. Hi, doing? Alana. How are you doing today?
3: Doing all right.
0: You know, this is a topic that most of us we get scared of, we get phobia from, but it's most people are accepting it more. For me, I don't, I frankly don't care which way anybody really wants to go because it's, I say it's all on you. I don't judge anyone. That's not my job to do do that, and I. You know, some people do. I got friends who be like, and I don't want to be around that. But not really understanding it because of what we see on TV. You know, Um, and you have two wonderful, great books out. Hung in the middle, and then my husband looks better in lingerie than I do. I love the topic. Damn it! Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you're so Mm -hmm. welcome. What,
2: what (laughs) actually gave you the insight? What gave the insight to start writing these books, guys? Okay, um uh, of course mine is the companion memoir to Alana's book. Um Alana's book of course is The Hung in the Middle, a journey of gender discovery, and people can find out about that at hunginthemiddle.com. And I just her her book came out in 2012, and I thought, you know, if Alana can tell her side of our story, then I should be able to tell my side of our story, which is how I came up with my husband looks better in lingerie than I do. Damn it! And that website, better dot com, because you know how it is with spouses—they don't always see things eye to eye. They can be looking at the same thing and look at, see it differently sometimes. So I got to tell my side.
0: Oh well, see, now that's a good little thing. So. Yes. Bobby, uh, I guess I can ask. How did you go from "you're a freak" and "I want nothing to do with you" to that "I do"?
2: Okay, my book took me 270 pages to explain that, (laughs) but the short the short of it is. those 270 pages explained my process of transition, but only mine wasn't a physical transition. Mine was a transition in understanding. Initially, uh, of course, seeing Alana as a transgender person, it, it you were right in that anything that we don't understand, we're afraid of. And I didn't understand what was going on, so I didn't want to have anything to do with it to be around Alana. And I saw her as two different individuals. I saw her as a female personality and then a male personality, and kind of in my brain it kind of looked like um, what personality might be, but it took me a period of time to understand there's only one individual, only one person, only one spirit, only one being, and this is the person that I had known for like 25 years, so no matter whether... I was seeing them in uh, remembering them from the past being in masculine clothes to seeing her now in the present being in feminine clothes. She's still the same person. And she has just um, evolved in her life just like everyone evolves. I'm not the same size. I don't look the same. I don't act the same. I'm not the same um, outside that I was. Ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five years ago, but I'm still the same person. Right, and Blank you
0: know, a lot of people focus. Right, and I respect mm-hmm. uh, I that thing that Alana does. Um, and, you know, Alana, we, we focus on the questions that really get me focused, focused on the genitalia questions. We're not focusing on that. We need to focus on the fact that it's hard being a transgender or a cisgender out here in the community because it's more violence against you guys. Correct, correct. Right. I mean, it's not It's not easy. Even Laverne said it's not easy, you know. Um, you
2: know, I heard something that Laverne Cox said recently, that somebody asked uh, something to the effect that, so you were born a male. And her answer was, I was born the way I am. I was assigned the gender of male at my birth based on what my body looked like, but I have always been transgender, and I have always been me. And I thought that was such a good answer because the transgender person technically is not born one gender; they're always who they are. They it's the society and the doctors and, and everybody that is used to seeing certain appendages and saying, oh, this is a male or this is a female. The transgender person was never born one gender and then became the other gender. The transgender person is born a transgender person.
0: It, right. Right. I love that answer, too. That's all, that comes it all up, you know, and then mm-hmm. Elena has the book Hung in the Middle. So what will we actually find in this one, Hung in the Middle, for the readers? Uh,
3: and Hung in the Middle, you'll find mm-hmm. uh, where I, uh, at eight years old in 1969, addressed my mother's dress for the first time and uh, uh, because I, I, I didn't like the way I looked in pictures, and, and I wanted something that said, hey, this is who I am. And so I'd done that, but when I'd done it, it felt right and it scared me. So you know, uh, I went into hiding. I was only eight years old, but I knew in 1969 that this stuff was uh, totally taboo and stuff, and uh, it's just no way I could say anything or ever let anybody know that uh, uh, that existed. So I went into hiding, Uh, started living a real risky lifestyle, and Really, I felt like if I could die before I was 30, the secret could die with me and nobody would ever have to know that I was somehow dead, you know. And So, yeah, you know, it just kind of goes on from there and to the point where, you know, I finally eventually in my mid-30s come out. Okay.
0: I think it's a lot of privileges, especially um, to be an assistant. I mean, to me, I feel that you can, you can just walk through this world and just blend in, not being – that whisper about a point, or laugh at because of your gender expression. It's so much that you can you can actually do. You can engage in a courtship, form that relationship, and nobody has to say, "Oh, aren't you this or aren't you that?" So it's never a question to that. You know, I found funny in the book, um, in your book, Bobby, when you were talking about he asked you he wanted to go out with you. And you was like, wait a minute, but you got this wife so now you're asking me out <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't understand, like, unless she tell you to come over and do me then I'm uh-huh. I'm not going your way. Like I just right. I said, really Right, and I don't blame you, Like, cause you wait a minute. Hold on, you didn't say nothing about being divorced. I don't, hold on, I'm not trying to go in an ambush and get shot. So what's really going right. on? So what what did that Feel like like did you feel like I'm being played at this moment? This is a joke or it's a threesome going on? Big orgy. Um, I uh, I,
2: of course I had known the male person for like 25 years at that time, and uh, nice. I had just recently filed for divorce, and so that's when he called me. And made that, you know, I'd like for us to get together. Well, I knew him. I knew he was married. I knew his wife. Our families had been friends forever. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to come over and um, uh, talk to your wife. And I thought I was going over to get him in trouble. But I was introduced to a lifestyle that many people live, which is uh, an open relationship lifestyle. And because I had said, well, when your wife says you can come over, then you can come over. But that's not how I said it. I put it straightforward in the book. <laughs> so, I, I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know you did. I'm <laughs> pretty straightforward. Yeah, You didn't yes.
0: uh-huh. did sugarcoat well, nothing in that book. I'm gonna have to let audience. I'm gonna have to let you read it because there's nothing sugarcoat in that book at all. It's straightforward. Ain't no, ain't no different color. It's it's either black or it's white. And that's how, yeah, that's how it's, I see it. It's black or white.
2: That's right uh, Bobby, out
3: there.
0: You, uh, Right. Now, Bobby, you still live in the same small town in central Kentucky where your transgender spouse grew up as a male. So how, how are the local residents treating you?
2: Actually, quite wonderfully. Um, oh, every, good. It, rarely, you know, uh, rarely it happens, but every now and then I'll say something because – uh, you know, if we get on a subject, if somebody says, um, so are you married now? <laughs> and I'll say, yes, are you familiar with transgender? And they're like, well, I'm." you know, what's that? And, I, and I'll say, well, my spouse is transgender. And then we'll go on and we'll start talking because everybody always has questions. Occasionally, when I say that, you can feel the change in the energy and you can tell that Um, they don't know where to go. They're not interested. They're afraid of it, and they'll just pretty much say, well, that's nice, and walk away, and that's fine, you know, but nine times out of ten or more like 99 times out of 100, there will be questions. And I've had friends, very close friends say, I don't understand the situation. I don't understand how you could love someone who is in that situation but you're my friend, and I love you, and I know you're happy, and it's just the way it is. And just go on with what is.
0: See, now that's a good friend. I,
2: I don't understand yeah. it, but I'm accepted
0: because I'm your friend, that's, and that's all it takes. It do not have to be all this, well, why are you doing this? I don't know, maybe I'll talk to you next week about it. I can't be your friend. No, I'm still going to be your friend. I don't care what decisions you make. That is a true friend. You to find those kind of friends nowadays. Right. I, that's, why, that's why I say about people on Facebook, I don't call you my friend because we know each other in high school. You're really still my associate because by the end of the day, I don't know if you'll be there to contend from me if I really tell you what's going down. So that's good, Bob. I'm glad that you still got those kind who are smart and educated enough to understand.
3: 'Cause everybody's right. not
0: educated. Right. And respecting that. So that's a that's a good thing. Now what advice would you give to maybe friends and family members of someone transitioning genders?
2: Um top and foremost would be open minded. You know, you right. Anything from someone else's perspective until you're willing to take a look at that perspective. You know these mirrors that the hand mirrors that we ladies use for checking out our hair and all that kind of stuff. Oh, on one yeah. side of the mirror, yeah. on one side of the mirror is the reflective side to where you see your face, and on the other side, there's usually nothing. It's it's just something that's colored plastic or whatever on the other side. Well, if you hold up that mirror between you and someone else and you show the reflective side to the other person, you say, what do you see? And they'll say, oh, well, I see my eyes, my nose, my mouth, my lips, my whatever. And and you say, oh, no, what I see is green plastic. You know, you, you can't be right because you're not seeing the same thing I'm seeing. But if you open your mind enough, to look at the other side of that same thing that you all are looking at from the other person's perspective, then you can, at the minimum, get a glimpse of what they're trying to say. So it's be open minded, be willing to take the look at the other side of that mirror, the other side of that person's experiences, and take into consideration. What they're seeing, what they're experiencing, what they're doing. I think open-mindedness is the number one advice I would give to anyone.
0: Right, and I think that's the only best advice. Just be educated about it. Look it up if you don't understand it. Ask somebody to understand it. Right, Um, because it's so simple here. Like I said, right. The more people, some people are like I said. More people are becoming acceptable of it. You know, no one. We're judging um what's going on with people anymore the one two, or two are they still they still stuck back then, years ago, okay, this is not right. Then you know, it gets into the big old controversial about the Bible, and I try not to even go there. I don't like doing those type of debates about whether somebody was born this way or if they feel like they should be a warm up man. I, it, it's just too much. It's always gonna lead to that and I don't get into that type of stuff. Um mm-hmm. so right. and Elena, I have Elena, uh, oh, go ahead,
2: it's Bobby. Right. Oh, I, I was going to ask the Okay, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't mean <laughs> to you. I think we have a little bit of delay in our sound <laughs> too, as well. Um, That's I would like right. to say, if anyone wants to ask any question, and no question is taboo. I have an email address called AskBobbyAnything at gmail dot com. So we're willing to answer any questions. So, anyway, there's a lot <laughs> well thank, you. well thank you. I,
0: I guess Elaine, I want to ask this: Who was the first person you actually told that you
3: were this? Um, the first person, of course, was my first wife, okay. uh, Mary, and uh, uh, I could talk to her about anything, and so she was uh, the first one that knew. And uh, of course, then uh, from there it. With my mother was second, and then it trickled down through the family met point. And uh, you know, I was kind of kind of got lucky because my family, you know, uh, stood with me, stood by me, and, and nobody turned their back on me. You know, so I, I was extremely lucky.
0: Oh, well, that's that's wonderful. You know, I love in your in the book hung in the middle when you, of course, these heels, and I think about it every time I wear heels and. I do. I feel like I feel like a guy when it comes to the point of wearing heels because I love my tennis shoes. I don't do heels, and my mother used to always tell me to practice them. So I felt that. But I love the part when you said you took a look in that window and you smiled and you liked what you saw. It wasn't no regret, no turning back. This is what I am, and I'm going in as this. You accept it, you don't, baby. So I, I did. I yeah. love that. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, it, it was a, you yeah, know, it was a long time. You know, I mean,
3: it's just a, a long time of hiding, a long time of being scared. And, you know, in the end, like in the book it says, you know, the doctors finally told me, you know, I had to make a change because my blood pressure was out of control. And the doctors would give me about a year to live if I didn't get out of control and medicine wasn't helping. And when I went on the female hormones, everything straightened out. You know, my blood pressure went down, uh, the headaches went away, uh, my health improved greatly. And so I knew from that point on what I had to do in order to live a healthy life and that was right. the transition, you know, and let it all go and stop being afraid of everything. Right.
0: I guess, Elena, at this point, when did you start really feeling? Was this all ways of feeling inside of you that you were a woman, or did it just pop up like in the year of 2006?
3: Oh, no. Uh, when I put on that dress in 1969 at eight years old, so, I knew. You know, and and in 1969, right. you know, it scared the crap out of me, and I I buried it deep <laughs> deep inside of me, you know, and I, I did not want that to come out. I did not want people to see me as a freak. I did not want to be called all the bad names, you know, and and feel like I had to fight my way out of every situation, you know, and stuff. And uh, you yeah, know, life was tough enough as it was, with just being who I was then, you know.
0: Right. Just, yeah, just you know, doing those kid, yeah. You know.
3: And to uh, come out and say that, well, it, it got ugly. It had been real ugly here, you know, and, and I just I couldn't do that. I couldn't go there. I couldn't bring myself to go there at all because uh, I would have been probably, especially in school, hurt every day that I went to school. I probably could have went to school. Not in 1969 here in Kentucky, this small town. It would have been awful. So, yeah, well, I oh, yeah. for many years.
0: Right, right, and you got, I mean, just watching even movies, um, Boys Don't Cry when Hillary Swank mm-hmm. played as Tina. You know, that's that's rough, people don't right. accept that. You know, they're not thinking about that. Okay, you are the one more man, what's what's going on? Yeah, during those times, that's why I said times really have changed now, but I'm, I'm sure it's probably the hit towns that you go to that people are like, uh uh-uh. uh. Don't you, don't you come in here, no, 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 <laughs> well yeah, you still got to go in quite little towns people don't really like to talk about, but it it still it still goes on today, so right, um what is one thing you want or you think that the listeners should know about this people Elena about trans people,
2: did you say?
0: Trans people or cis people yeah. in general,
3: what's one thing you uh, want to know about? Well, uh, yeah, we're, we're uh, before we're transgendered, before we're male or female, uh, before we're uh, Democrat or republican, before we're anything. We're human beings. We're all human beings, regardless, and we're all, as human beings, deserve love and respect. You know, and everything else that comes. Into line after that You know Treat us as human beings Every person deserves that You know And uh, you know what Being transgender And stuff You know it, it, it has no bearing on anybody's life It's my life And, and it, should, it shouldn't affect anybody else's life And uh, these are uh, It's my call I have to be happy Just I have that right to be happy Just like anybody else has a right to be happy You know And, and stuff And that goes to all trans people All gay people uh, just all people. people period. In any walk of life, has been discriminated against. We're all human beings. We're all deserving of love and respect. Right.
0: You know, um, was your was your mom at that time, Elena, when you first came out in that flower dress at that age? See you in the dress, but did they grow to just become a susceptible of this? Her and Ricky.
3: Uh, when I done the dress thing and everybody saw the picture, nobody, the only person that saw me in the dress the day the picture was taken was my older brother and he was laughing, you know, and of course I was laughing, I was a joke, but I knew different, but, um, but when the family saw the picture, they just saw it was being a kid cutting up and, and so, you know, the picture was just put in a box, it stayed there for years, you know, as a matter of fact, there's two copies of it, and, um. so, but nobody ever given a second thought, you know Nobody ever, in the family They didn't see it as anything other than me uh, Cutting up and Then um, a wise Cracker Cracker, <laughs> whatever you want to call it You know, just joking around So, and of course I never told them different In 1969 So they didn't know anything They had no clue that I was different Until I finally come out You know, uh, way up in my life
0: Right
3: Now, both of your books our memoirs and very personal
0: did you guys expect it to resonate so broadly
3: um, i i I really you know uh I was um, pleasantly surprised at how you know many people connected with my book, you know, and everything It just uh, uh you know a lot of people talk about wow, you know uh, so many of our situations were the same, even though. They weren't galloping thoroughbreds on the racetrack. They may not have been uh, the speed beam in the car and stuff like that. A lot of other things, yeah. uh, feelings and emotions and different things that I went through, they experienced themselves. So, you know, it, it, it in the book, uh, to my surprise, uh started being printed in uh, England and the U.K. Uh, in Europe. Um, people in Ireland read it. I've been notified from uh or chatted with people from Iraq, Afghanistan, and Pakistan, and countries like that. It's like, oh my God, I can't come out. You know, if I do, I'll, I'll, I'll be murdered, you know, and stuff. So, yeah, I was really surprised at how far reach that the book actually has had and how far it made it. Okay.
0: I, I love that. I do. Now, you know, there are so many fake narratives, false narratives out here about trans people that the media propagate. Is there one that you find harmful?
2: Um, that's, that's a hard question because we're not really um, familiar with a lot of those. Um, so I, I wouldn't know what the answer to that one was. Is, is there one that we find harmful? I know that we've read several books and stuff um, on transgender people and have seen several, you know, articles that you see online and stuff like that. And uh, every experience is different, and I think every experience has equal value. Each person's life has equal value. For example, um, I don't know where it would sit under the transgender umbrella or anything, but at one of the conferences that we attended, there was a person who was dressed in femme, who had a full beard and was walking around um the conference, and I know that that is frowned upon, so to speak, by many people who are in the transgender community um i I don't know that I would classify that as a fake situation because maybe. That's an absolutely true identity for this person is some sort of mix between male and female gender or the absence of either you know so i don't right. I wouldn't really know how to answer that particular question
0: well, I think you answered it, you answer it just well to the best of your ability um, right and that that's how i see it i really I don't think I actually um and I've seen it as, as much. I think sometimes most programs, they to me, they go overboard with the transgender community. They'll make it seem like it's more than what it is. And it's like, hmm, I think I have been around people of that kind, and that's not the way they are. They portray them so negatively sometimes. Just like years ago, I mean, black black people was betrayed. Black people are still being betrayed. Negatively in the media, media always plays a part in everything. They're, I call them tricksters. That's what they are. They're right. a magic show. They do everything in their ability to make you believe this way, and that's why. That's why when I was, my baby was asking me. She said, "Mom, is this real? Like on the movie Legally Blonde too, where they was dancing to to a song in the White House." And I said, "No, baby, that's not true. That's not what they would do before they pass a bill. They're not going to be dancing. TV is just right. set up for the."
3: That's the only really thing you're gonna get off TV. It's the news, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, uh, going back just a, air. You know, the one, thing that a lot of you hear in the trans community is uh, when a TV show comes out or a show. Uh, one of the biggest aggravations for some people, uh, uh, you know, because uh, I don't pretend to say all people, but some people, you know, is uh, when a, a trans person is portrayed is the fact that they don't always get a trans person to play that role. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I think the aggravation comes in that they feel like that the uh, trans person is actually portrayed as more of a cross-dresser than a female, you know, and because there's still that masculine appearance and and stuff. And and I think it kind of rubs some of the uh, folks, you know, in a negative way because, you know, uh, um, they want it portrayed, is true female, you know, which is uh, something that doesn't happen all the time on the TV shows. Right.
0: Right, and I think that we got to abolish the entitlement that kind of deludes us into believing that we have the right to make assumptions about people's identity and project those assumptions on their genders and bodies. I Mm -hmm. mean, our our courts, they make these assumptions automatically, and it's only – in addressing and refraining from those assumptions that we can move forward and by simply recognizing we have that you know cisgender people transgender they have privileges
2: right um when you're talking about projecting uh, things on different people's bodies when i was working for state government i worked for the Bureau of Education for Exceptional Children and we did some um meetings and in one of the meetings there was this gentleman that came in who was in a wheelchair and he was severely physically disabled he had no control over his body he was slobbering and and all of this kind of stuff and i immediately assumed that he had to also be very unintelligent because how could you look like that and know anything but that was a false assumption of course uh, he was one of the most brilliant minds I have ever met from anybody in my entire life. And we make these assumptions, and we believe we're tr- they're true because this is all we know about someone. And, and, again, that's where the open-mindedness comes in, to where don't just assume that you know something because what you know might not be right.
0: Exactly. Exactly, and I mean, if you really look at it, I mean, the community, transgender community makes up maybe probably about 5% of the U.S. population. That's, that is important. That's not it's not less. That's a lot. That's a big representation, especially in the pop culture where I think it's very, very important, but the only time you really see something like this represented is mostly, I think, it's a higher state because often the only time ally or a cisgender person will have interaction with a trans person in life it would be through like television magazine articles, internet clips that goes viral mhm right but I'm glad people like Laverne Cox there I mean she's not the first transgender person to act on television but I'm glad it's becoming more noticeable um oh, I mean, I even on- oh go ahead go ahead it.
2: Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Alana and I had the great privilege of listening to Laverne Cox speak when she uh, came to the University of Kentucky here, and her grace employees was just absolutely phenomenal. And there are some persons who will I have seen speak on behalf of the transgender community, and they it, it's almost as if they're carrying it chip on their shoulder as they're speaking and to me that itself anybody that would come off like um, with a chip on their shoulder no matter what the subject is would turn me off and I wouldn't want to listen to them speak but Laverne Cox is got it going girl let me tell you she is phenomenal she can address some of the most controversial questions and subjects with poise and come out with an answer that is so understandable. I was so impressed with her. I
0: know such an intelligent woman, especially you know, um had to confront with Katie Curick. And I'm glad Katie Currick was able to come around and understand about the transgender because you know, like I said, that's the first question people think of Genitalia, and that's not what they want to be asked about. Doesn't anybody want to know, oh, are you getting a sex change yet? No, that's, that's that's not the appropriate question to ask. So she's handling her in a professional way. But we're going to handle this in a professional way, and we're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to be back with Bobby and Elena. Please stay tuned. Do call in at 347-426-3751. We'll be right back after this.
1: There's only one station that will keep you happy. We're, Block Talk we're Radio. We're taking more of your calls we're, at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. Welcome back to the Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier hound chihuahua looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, grey, brown, black brindle. Simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchma is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
3: Adopting a new pet is a rewarding experience. And shelter pets make super pets. Your new best friend will steal your heart, bring you happiness, and enrich your life for years to come. You can make a difference in the
1: life of an animal. Adopt and bring home a shelter pet today. To find out more, visit the shelterpetproject.org. This message has been brought to you by the
3: Humane Society of the United States, Maddie's Fund, and the Ad Council.
0: All right, we're back with Bobby and Atlanta Thompson, who, after knowing him for nearly 25 years and sent him as a female for the first time in 2006, Bobby told her she was a freak and didn't want to have anything to do with her. Well, December 2008, they meant their differences, and they became a married couple, which was the beginning of this wild and wonderful ride they share called Life, and now they have wonderful memoirs out. My husband is better in lingerie than I do, damn it, and hung in the middle. So, now that we're back with you lovely lovely couple, which I, I'm glad that you're um, on. You know, I like in the part um hung in the middle, Elena, you was trying to really convince Ricky to just go ahead and dress like a girl. That had to
3: be one of the hardest love coaches <laughs> ever Oh, I tell you, that Halloween I really wanted to go to the church, uh Halloween party dressed as a female, but I was uh didn't want to do it by myself. And so I got this wild idea uh, that I could talk my older brother into doing the same and convince him that, you know, hey, nobody will figure out who we are, and there's a prize at stake here. You know, if they can't figure out who you are, you will win something. And if we dress as girls, ain't no way they're going to figure it out. They wouldn't think that we would do that. And so I finally convinced him to do that. And uh, it, it, it worked quite well, actually, you know. You know, so, so it, it worked out for us. We didn't win the prize but you know Nobody figured this
2: out. Either, well, I was
0: so. like I think like, he was saying, Darn it he got me in this darn dress.
3: Yeah, I actually found that after I wrote the book and he said, Oh man, you suckered me <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he wasn't too happy so he realised what what was going on in the end with the truth reason behind all that was, he was like, oh, wow, I can't believe I fell for that. <laughs> <laughs> but he did all that good Good sportsmanship. But you know,
0: it, you. It, it, it wasn't
3: long after that, and this is a Baptist church, a little country Baptist church here in Kentucky. Uh, after we'd done that, uh, I don't know how long it was after that, but the church wound up, they decided to do a beauty pageant. Only oh, okay. Only the men... It needed to dress as women for the beauty pageant, and it was hilarious. I mean, it it went over really good, but for a small Baptist church in Kentucky to do that, I thought that was pretty amazing, you know, back in those days, you know, that the men actually dress up as women to do a beauty pageant in this small country Baptist church. As comic stuff. As comic stuff. Of course, it was comic stuff to them, but, but, you know, it was still kind of, to me, for that church, pretty cool, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. That's why I love in the part of the book when the therapist was saying, Elaine, I find many people in your situation have diff- difficulty with with what they've been taught about God and religion versus what they experience in life, whether they're in your boat or not. And that is true. That's why I say I don't get in debates like this because we're always it's always going to be a debate on whether God accepts that or whether he doesn't. I don't know. I have not spoken to God personally. I don't know. I don't know what he thinks. All, right, but, All I know but, is that but, he, he has something tough- for me. Right. And we, we don't know. We can't sit here and say, Oh, well, God didn't make Elena this way. He is, he wants you to be this way. He's not gonna accept you. We don't know. That's it's always gonna be a debate. I I back away from those kind like that. I don't wanna get into that. But, we don't know. Right. right. Have Because right. Right. the first question I'm gonna ask them,
3: have you spoken to God person you wanna talk to him mm-hmm. so exactly. you know Right. Exactly. And and you know a lot of <clears throat> a lot of people uh in the trans community and I'm sure other walks of life as well. One of the biggest struggles that many of us had was uh struggling with uh who we are and how we identify versus what we were taught talk- about the Bible and I mean yeah that was a really hard struggle, you know. Uh it was like, you know, I didn't want to do anything that was wrong according to the Bible and, you know, I was I was really having trouble but uh the Bible says this, but I feel this way. My blood pressure's out of control. What do I do? You know, I mean, how do I handle this? What do I do if, if I get my blood pressure out of control? It means doing this, which is against the Bible, but I get to live longer, you know. So, I mean, yeah, it's a big right. struggle, you know, when you, you're you trying to figure all that out, right and wrong and stuff. You know, it, it's really a, a gut-wrenching thing to have to go through.
0: Exactly, and just understanding. I mean, you was trying to find your way to be as normal as possible, be a normal boy, but that just wasn't part of it. And I think don't I think people were trying to make you be that way. This is the way I want you to be. You a boy and there's mm-hmm. no questions asked. Right,
3: mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it was uh uh of course, you know how it is when you go to church every Sunday you have know, the sermon, uh it's right. preached and everything and, and it it really become a thing of where uh it seemed like every Sunday when the preacher preached a sermon, um, he preached about something I had done that week that was going to send me to hell. So, <laughs> so I, I kind of figured out in the end, I, I didn't really, I started to feel like I didn't have much of a chance anyway. <laughs> you know, it, it really uh, created problems and, and everything for me. So eventually I just had to quit attending church.
0: And, you know, I was thinking
3: also about the part in your book playing
0: cops and robbers, I mean times really times really have changed. I mean, you catch girls playing with boys stuff, and it doesn't mean that they're going that way, but I think that they should be able to play with different stuff. I've seen on online one- father he dressed his son well he dressed his son up like a girl because that's what his son wanted to wear, and he said right. he was going to accept that, you know, and he was gonna dress just like him, you know, make them feel comfortable, don't make them feel like okay, you're a freak, this is what you are. Yeah. You need to go kill yourself. No. Accept it. Hope it. In your heart, you probably, at the same time, as been a parent, this probably ain't a parent, you don't want your child to be that way. But at the same time, if my child goes that way, I'm not going to disown them and say, get out of my house, get out of my life forever. I might want to know why. Um, is there anything I can do to change it or what? Because it's me. These are, I have mm-hmm. twin girls. They're my first. So if they even came to me like that, I probably will want to know why. Why, baby? Why this? But at the same time, I'm not going to disown them and say, get out my life. You're going about your business. No. It is right. what
1: it uh, is, and but, I
0: hope to,
3: Right. I'm going to love you to the fullest. Right, because, I mean, you know, so many people have lost their children, whether it be that they right. moved away or many mm. committed suicide and then after oh, they yes. committed suicide, their parents were real sorry, but, hey, it's too late then. I mean, but it's, it's done. Uh, you know, where if they just you don't have to always understand or accept somebody, but that doesn't mean you can't still love that person and support them, especially right. your ability. And at least you've got them, and they're alive, and they're healthy, they're well. You got to be thankful for that, you know, and stuff, instead of, uh, you know, the alternative, which would mean that you lose your child forever. And I just, uh, uh, I couldn't imagine, you know, ever losing my son that way, and. Uh I have a granddaughter now and she plays with uh everything from Minnie Mouse to uh taco toy trucks, you know. And stuff. So she right. she's, she's kinda of versatile in what she plays with. And I think my little granddaughter's gonna be this little redneck girl, you know, that's uh, <laughs> gonna be into a lot of things, so you know, it's it's interesting. Right. Um,
0: well I guess Elena and Bobby, let's let's talk about the concept. Of passing and what it means to you and the trans community.
2: The concept of what, honey? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Of oh, of oh, passing, because I have passing. heard that term.
0: yet oh, now okay, I heard right. that terminology.
2: Yeah, um, that's a good thing to to discuss. Of course, uh, passing is something that um, we all have an understanding of. This trans man either looks like a man or you can tell they weren't born a man or this trans woman either looks like a woman or you can't or you can tell that they weren't born a woman and no matter what the transgender person looks like that doesn't make them any less transgender it doesn't make them any less valuable for example um laverne cox is absolutely beautiful the um um, the transgender queen you know, was absolutely beautiful, you know. But not everyone looks like who. Not everyone who's transgender looks like Laverne Cox or that um, transgender beauty queen, you know.
3: Right.
0: But
2: that. But they're still transgender. And um, Janet Mock addressed that question in an interview once that I really liked. And she said something to the effect of she wasn't trying to pass as a trans woman or pass as a woman. She was being a woman. And that that being has no looks, has no anything specific. You know, just being transgender is what it's all about. Not It's mm-hmm. not a... Um, it's not a contest to try to pass something and stuff like that. So I like the way Janet Mock answered that question. And
3: I'd like to add something to that. Uh, it's kind oh, of cool. like, but it's kind of like back in the day when there was, a, a, you know, controversy over bar- the Barbie doll, and every girl thought that her figure had to be like Barbie, and many become anorexic, and many passed away because their health got bad because they tried to lose so much weight, you know, to look like Barbie, you know. So, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on about that for a while, you know, and and everything, but uh, because uh, Barbie was kind of, a, a setting in, a, in a, some ways, a bad example for young ladies as far as, well, this is what you're, uh, a woman's supposed to look like, when in fact, no, uh,
1: you,
3: you don't have to look like Barbie. You know, that's not... Where it's at, To me, uh the beauty is like you hear so many people say, is within it's not always about what the outer shell, the book cover. You know, it's the words inside that cover that matter. Right. And you know, um
0: I was just thinking about when you say everybody wants to look like a Barbie. Well actually it is a woman out there I talked online. Ashley is transforming herself into the actual Barbie doing the plastic surgery where it's the clothes, mm-hmm. her her waistline slammed down. I was like, really? She was like, Well, I wanna right. be like Barbie. She doesn't she doesn't have to work. Well I I don't know if I wanna be like Barbie totally. Uh mm-hmm. I, I Right. So then he made me think about that when he said when he said everybody wanna look like Barbie. Um so is is I, ideological justification enough to use gender neutral pronouns or does it just become offensive if you still
2: self-identify as a female? That's kind of specific to each individual, too. Uh, I know some trans persons uh, who have transitioned and are now living life completely as a female, and just like any other female, you would use female pronouns with that person. Um, and um, using they and them and neutral pronouns, I have found for the most part they are acceptable within the transgender community. Mm-hmm. But to use, if you see someone presenting in them and you use masculine pronouns, that's not correct. That's just totally incorrect. It, you, I, I had to learn myself since I'm not transgender, and when I went to the Southern Comfort Conference and spent a week with approximately a 1,000 transgender persons, I would see a confusion of um, both male and female presented, and I couldn't really tell which gender pronoun I was supposed to use, so it finally just boiled down to what kind of clothes are they wearing? How are they presenting? Do they have on a... A feminine outfit? If so, use feminine pronouns. And if you, if I were to use the incorrect pronoun, I would understand that it was proper for that person to correct me and say, I prefer this pronoun or I prefer that pronoun. But otherwise, I use the pronoun and, and believe that I'm doing it correctly. Whenever I use whatever pronoun is being presented in the apparel. Right.
0: Well put, Bobby. Very well put. So, do you feel? Do you feel like your ideal of self, your stiffness, holds you back in anyway, Elena?
2: Okay, I think you're confusing fifth. Cis means someone who is um, genetically identifies with the gender that they were assigned at birth. I'm okay. cis because as being born a woman, I identify as a woman. Um, okay. Cis, cis people are anyone that is does not identify as a transgender person. So, that, so, I had someone else ask me the other day, too, because you got the same blurb that I sent to everybody that says I'm the cisgender spouse of a transgender individual. And yes, they immediately wrote me back and said, Oh, yes, I love your story, but I have to ask, what does cisgender mean? <laughs> they didn't say they <laughs> the word transgender, but had never heard the word cis. And I do believe that cis is a fairly new term. That because it's my first the, time hearing of it too. Yeah, yeah. So cisgender. I,
0: I think I, I think that's what intrigued me to know more because I'm always curious. I love to know I love to know things that I don't understand.
2: I've so only thanks, been but, connected to the transgender community since 2006, and I am absolutely okay. amazed at the new terminology. That comes up every day. For example, Facebook recently did that 51 different gender identities that you right. can uh, look up. See, me and most of the world always believed that there are two gender identities male or female. But Facebook mm-hmm. says there's 51, and I'm sure there's actually more than that because when I looked at that list, after having been in this community and learning about this community, since 2006, I bet you I have met at least one person that will identify as the gender indicated in each one of those 51 different categories. It's amazing once you take a look at it and and you learn there's so much more to gender than just male or female.
3: Right.
0: I think that is true. True all over. I think that claim can be actually justified. Wow. More than 51. That's. That is something to really think about. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I I really want to say I appreciate you guys for definitely coming on. Tell the, once again, Bobby Elena, tell where we can find you and purchase your books as well.
2: Okay. Um, Alana's book, Hung in the Middle, A Journey of Gender Discovery, uh, there's a website, hunginthemiddle.com. The books are both available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. My book is My Husband Looks Better in Lingerie Than I Do, Damn It. The website is (laughs) husbandlooksbetter.com, and uh, it too, of course, is on there. And like I said, if anyone wants to ask us any kind of questions, there are um, comment pages on our website to where you can connect with us and ask questions there or I have set up a Gmail account that is simply ask at gmail and you can send questions there. And if you go to one uh website, if you go to the my Looks then of course there's links to hunginthemiddle.com. So and Facebook um as Alana Nicole Scholler and um uh, Bobby, Alana's staff are our Facebook handles.
0: Well, th- thank you so much, Bobby and Alana. I really enjoyed this. It's a, It was a pleasure and an honor to really just get a chance to really sit down and talk with you and let people understand what it's actually like so they become more open and minded about this. So thank you. And thank you. Thank
2: you very much for you, the opportunity. We you. appreciate it.
0: Oh, you are so welcome. You, too, have a blessed one. You, too, hon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And before I leave you listeners, I want to just give you the truth of the day from my friend Mary Ellen. Make yourself original by thinking in new and different ways. That's what we actually want you to do today. Today, notice, become aware, and make yourself think in different ways about new ideas. This progressive thinking approach may allow you to see new horizons for your future. You may even find yourself creating a new life path for you to follow. Think beyond your usual limitations. All of you have your own way of expressing your ideas. Today, allow your new ideas to lead you to a new and adventurous future. Enjoy the day, everyone. I will see you soon, and God bless everyone.
1: Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha.
2: Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern.
1: God bless.